This podcast is sponsored by Cloud Optimizer. As a business owner or IT manager, are your cloud investment costs going up and you don't know why? It's time for Cloud Optimizer. As you migrate your business to the cloud, what you're spending and why you're spending it can get a little hazy. But Cloud Optimizer clears up the mystery and puts the cloud to work for you. Cloud Optimizer starts by analyzing usage patterns, right-sizing resources, leveraging discounts you may not be aware of, implementing automation, and much more. And by reducing unnecessary expenses and maximizing performance, Cloud Optimizer guarantees you a savings of five times what you spend for their service. As you utilize cloud-based services more and more, you don't have to lose sight or control of your spend. You can stay agile, streamline your costs, and optimize your performance, plus save significant money with Cloud Optimizer. Make the cloud work for you with Cloud Optimizer. Get a free assessment and find out how much you can save by going to cloudoptimizer.com. Go to cloudoptimizer.com for your free assessment. That's cloudoptimizer.com. If we go to the 12-team playoff, which we are, and we get wildly uncompetitive games like Dolphins Chief, like Eagles Bucks, like Cowboys Packers, people will just scream about it. But the NFL is just like, yeah, man, sometimes some duck shit teams make the playoffs. It's fine. We just have all come to terms. The only thing you can do is laugh at them. That's it. You can't is- complain about the, pro- the structure. You just laugh. This is kind of a corollary of we do the same thing with college basketball when like George Mason makes a run for the title and no one's like these piss ants shouldn't be there. No, like we love we love it when this shit, you know, oh, Florida Gulf Coast. We love y'all. Yep. Yep. And yeah. (gasps) Yep. Okay. Do you know who is making this absolutely worth our while, though? Never mind. We should start. We should start the show because this is a thing I want to talk about. I think we have. But yeah. Okay, cool. It's so who can say really? No, even listener, even we don't know when the show is begun. really, really. It, we'll find out if Cerber believes the show. That's has right. Started, That's in right. That case it has. And only, only through his perfect judgment can we just say if the show has begun or not. Okay, so you know how we were kind of disappointed that Bama wrapped up the coaching search so fast because we were so excited to see Bama Twitter during a coaching search. Mm-hmm. All is not lost because. We have Bama Twitter during a portal era in which they may possibly be at a slight disadvantage. This produced the following Twitter thread yesterday that I am going to, you know, I'm going to, sh- I'm going to share it, but I'm going to, I'm going to read from it first. This is a uh, Bama Twitter enthusiast living crimson. going to read this verbatim for smart and Sarkeesian to be so thankful to Saban. They're worse than vultures about eating the Bama team. Only Kiffin has exhibited class. <laughs> so down bad. Now, to be fair, to be fair, the first response is from another Bama fan, Hello Crimson Cleo, who says they're trying to win. LOL. This isn't tiddlywinks. <laughs> but our pal Living Crimson fires right back with, "No, they're systematically trying to dismantle Saban's program and undermine the new regime because they fear competition." Mm-hmm. Kirby, Kirby, like, listen. However, you want to feel about Georgia, I think Kirby's been very open about trying to do that since day one. <laughs> like, so didn't Kirby learn everything he knew from Saban? Yes. Kirby showed up in Georgia and was like, all right, here's all the pictures they don't want you to see, recruits. Here's what they really think of you. But I know I'm Kirby smart. I'm not going to read you all of this thread, but within about five hours, it got to the point where uh, another Bama fan was postulating that Kiffin was hanging back because he knew that if he poached from, 
I'm trying to parse this as best I can. As near as I can tell, this guy is postulating, not me, that Kiffin is hanging back because if he poaches from Alabama, all the boosters whose wives he slept with will tell on him, which led to the reply from <laughs> Jay Short for Jay. They should be more mad at their wives. Women come and go. Football is forever. Do yes! the best for Bama. <laughs> yeah right. spencer shout well, welcome now please <laughs> when we said when we said you guys were we tried to tell y'all what these people were like and i feel like even we may have undershot i feel like Would i just read- heard the argument do who's best for bama <laughs> <laughs> what right. now? The shutdown podcast, because women uh, come and go, <laughs> but football is forever. Hey, call- what's best for Bama? College football's been around for 150 plus years, right? How many women are that old? Very Find few me one. That Very few. That's right. I think they're French. Yeah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's Sustained by world. cigarettes. Um. <laughs> Listener, if you're not caught up, major coaching news to announce. <laughs> Will Muschamp has stepped down to an analyst position at Georgia to spend more time with his family. Dynasty I think that's cooked. what we're that's what we're all here to talk about. Dynasty his done. Family. With his with a family, did an unspecified okay. family. Yeah, but his family your, is on listen, the roster. Not Kirby's family, but listener with your family. Will Muschamp's okay. coming over. He wants to play board games, and he's a very bad sport. Which board games does he? Do you think they got to be um, real straightforward ones? I, I don't think. think. I think Will Muschamp doesn't can't see hexagons. Like if you try to put uh-huh. Catan in front of him, yeah, it just his he has the opposite of B vision. Like well, he like only Catan- sees in rectangles. I just want yeah, bricks. Yeah. Give me them bricks. Longest road. <laughs> longest road. Run the ball. That's the longest road. Yeah. <laughs> Biggest army. That's recruiting. I can't do a Muschamp. I'll trade away all my sheep. <laughs> they're not tough. They're fluffy. I don't want them. I, I just want to hear him. More I or. Just, I just want to hear Will Muschamp say, you know. Like, that's not, you know. Reverse. I don't believe in reverse. That's, that's east and west. We only go north and south. We only look forwards. Man, you know, when you get hit Will Muschamp with the draw four, it gets real dicey after. We call draw four on third and 18. That's what we call it. <laughs> One, two, <laughs> shit. Yeah, I drew a four once on a board when I was scheming up a four-three defense. I these are coaching changes, and I need everyone to know something that they're coming from somewhere. They're all coming from somewhere. I need to know that really history is best understood. You know, it would be best understood looking forward, but we only have the option to look back. And sometimes it takes a while to realize when we've passed something of great import. I think in this case, it's taken us five years. Like when you pass the rest stop and you stay 300 miles to the next rest stop. Exactly. Exactly. You're like, ah, or, you know, hey, the next Bucky's isn't for like 220 miles. What am I going to do about my needs for corn syrup installed in a bunch I, of I, different I, I need to poop and I need jerky. I need yeah. a bad. <laughs> it's the poop jerky cycle. <laughs> the poop jerky. <laughs> 
I consume, and then I poop, and then I need to consume more so that I can go back to the place where I poop that I buy the jerky at. Oh, Bucky's so clever. The the the, the point that I'm saying that we passed was in 2019. Okay, because you're going to talk about Indiana, aren't you? Goddamn right we are. Everything okay. comes Pray back. To the championships, baby. All right, go ahead. Um, it's about Bama. How are we? Are we not supposed to talk about Bama? No, it's Hell fine. No. I just want. I just. I just. I just wanted. To, I. I'm glad I knew where this was going. Okay. That. Yeah, to Bloomington. That there are certain moments in history where there's a collection of talent in one place that later becomes so influential and so important and so just just creates an impact well beyond anything you could have anticipated. And really, I think we should have. Because in 2019, Indiana won eight games, which <laughs> on the curve of, of anyone else's football team uh, on a level slightly above Indiana's historically, that's like winning 14 games. 14, yeah, like that's like any other team winning a national title. Indiana probably, I think, should go back and retroactively claim a national title for yes. eight games in 2019. Yeah. We support that. Yeah. The motion is passed. Uh, Alabama, in addition to hiring Kalen DeBoer from the University of Washington, who coming off an undefeated regular season in a Pac-12 championship and the only loss coming in the playoff championship game, now the new head coach at Alabama has hired whom? Whom? (laughs) That's right. Kane Womack. Kane Womack. I'm going to call Womack. Womack. Yeah. That's, a, that's a program category coach. Program. This is a, a program class destroyer. Yes, a program class destroyer. Kane Womack from South Alabama has been hired as defensive coordinator. I if, might have to take back everything I said about Kalen DeBoer not being a cultural fit because he definitely understands where he's at. He looked around and he goes, who are these WWE yokels going to buy? And they were like, a man named Kane. <laughs> <laughs> the demon Kane is yes. here. Mark, I also on. like Kane Womack also works as a NASCAR name if you need it to. Mm-hmm. It kind of it, it fits the Venn diagram neatly. Mm-hmm. It so really here, does. We, here we have a coach who I think uh, Kalen by heritage is a group of guys coach, right? He mm-hmm. has spent some time on the West Coast where he became, um, what do they say out there? Like tight knit fans family or whatever right like they they have their own version of it and now he is here in program territory and he looked around and he hired the the programist coach that he could i love these i love these coach pokemons that we're constructing (laughs) yeah if you don't know kane walmart west coast pacific northwest feels like a found family to me kind of thing (laughs) yes (laughs) the goonies or whatever i'm just gonna give you kane's entire program um as as nfl expert stephen godfrey is fond of saying football coach ass football coach right coach ass football coach i mean they got that from us but okay sure um but i'm gonna give you this how program is he okay we could do this how program is he how coach ass coach is he i'm telling you one first of all the name kane walmuck all right not Womack. I'm going to call him Kane Womack. Uh, Kane Womack, first of all, spelled w- Womp, with spelled K-A-N-E, just like the monster man <laughs> whose family died in the funeral home he accidentally burned down. Okay? The so Undertaker one, did it. But yeah, go on. That's, yeah, that's, that, that's canon. He's, first of all, that. Two, he was the coach at south alabama he's so fucking alabama that north alabama was like no no fuck that too close 
to Tennessee might be tainted. I'm going to go for the purest strain of Alabama. That's the South Alabama one. That's where all the Alabama drains down, and you only get the most concentrated Alabama <laughs> in the South, in the drainage <laughs> portion. He's from redundant Alabama. <laughs> he is. He is from the hairy buffalo uh, drink drain part, like that. Like when you pour, make a drink out of you know everything that like sits in the mats at the bar. He's at the most concentrated, powerful part is of that Alabama. What that's called? Yes. Um, so two, his major point couldn't even coach Alabama. He had to go to South Alabama first, and now in order to expose him to the mainstream, they got to pipe him in through regular Alabama, through Alabama heavy, right? Three. All of the following places are on his resume. Are you ready? One, started UT Martin. No, back up. Back up. Back up. Oh, I'm sorry. Playing career. Give me his playing career. We'll give you the That's playing correct. career. That's correct. First of all, he went He went in high school. I'm going to back all the way up, okay? Mm-hmm. All right. He f- went to high school in Arkansas, of all places. Uh, he went to high school in Fayetteville. There we go. Not Fayetteville. Went to high school in Fayetteville. All right. He played at Arkansas. For who? Who was the coach? <laughs> at the time. This is uh, part of the lore. Yes. This is. I, lo- I love Arkansas because no matter the answer, it's funny. Mm-hmm. Yes. I believe he played for Houston Nut. That's correct. Yes. <laughs> yes. Houston. That, thank you for New York citifying Houston uh-huh. Dolly mm-hmm. Nut. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Arkansas connections don't end, though. He, uh, he got a start as a GA for Jack Crow, the only man ever fired the day after he lost to the Citadel. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yep. And where was that? An Alabama ass school, Jacksonville State. That's right. He coached at pre FBS Jacksonville State. All right. He also, well, as, a, as a player, he also transferred to Southern Miss. So he just <laughs> just, just My resume clear. ain't Southern enough. Hold on. Yeah. I need to go to a yeah. school where it's in the yeah. moniker. Mm-hmm. Southern Miss. So he went to Southern Miss as well. Um, he coached at Ole Miss. Okay. How burly a football coach is Kane Womack? That's right. He coached a defensive back called the Husky. He coached the fattest, fast guy. That was his job in a defensive scheme. Uh, he, then uh, we'll ignore Eastern Illinois. That's the Alabama of Illinois. So we'll, we'll call it that. Then South Alabama, then arriving in 2018 through 2020 at what we're calling the birthplace, the crucible of coaches, mm-hmm. Indiana University. Cradle of championships. <laughs> Cradle of championships. Just a little victory baby there. He helped nurse that. Gross. Gross. <laughs> So I'm just saying, we're we're gonna look. Oh, there's more championships on that staff, though. By the way, because Mike Hart is also on that staff. That's right. I would also say Bloomington as um, Southern Indiana. That's that's also Alabama. I'll accept this. Yeah, I would. I would kind of shaped the same. Mm -hmm. It's true. I would also buy anybody from Southern Indiana as effectively being from Alabama, because if you've been to Southern Indiana, brother, that's Kentucky. Like, I don't know if Bloomington identifies as South Indiana, but it looks as the, the southern. If it's not in the southern Indiana, it's on the border of southern Indiana. So I'm going to count it for the sake of our resume here. Yeah, let's let's go ahead and count it. So just in case you're wondering whether Kalen DeBoer was going to come in with all these strange northwestern ways. Highfalutin. Yeah, whether he was going to be like, hold hold on, I can't get to the meeting. I need a latte. No. 
You need to send a message down the hall. Put it in a fish's mouth and throw it. No. It's not doing any of that. You can bet your ass he'll be eating Little Debbie's. That's right. No question. Not like that man on Twitter was insinuating. <laughs> but maybe. But maybe. I think he was... I think he was insinuating Lane Kiffin ate a lot of Debbies, if you know what I mean. <laughs> for the program. Yeah, for the program. <laughs> Come to the sip. The sip of what, Coach? The man named his <laughs> dog juice. What am I supposed to do with this information? Tall drink of water called your wife. That's right. Oh, boy. <laughs> We're going to get some emails. Gonna get some emails. That's all right. I liked it, by the way, that the guys we like. Gotten emails. No, because okay. we send them all yeah. thirty-eight. Godfrey. I was going to say, Jason and I check. We get emails. We we get emails that are like responses to disasters episodes from like four years ago. Yeah. Like, Ooh, hey, y'all, just thought of a good one. We should collect all those at some point and do like a remnants. The odds and ends. The most out of time one. I want some. I have gotten a response to a column from <laughs> yeah. like seven years prior. That's the best. It's when somebody's like, I just read this and I got thoughts. <laughs> You're like, I don't remember writing this. Yeah. <laughs> Think of, it's like being old timey. It's like that's how that's how arguments worked in the Middle Ages and shit. Where it's like, I just heard what you said six years ago. When we have me. like the correspondence from like two older, you know, uh, two older figures. And yes, like, to like hated and, science rivals or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. And we have the sense that like all they did all day long was write letters to each other. But it's also like, well, no, we have all their correspondence. So like we have the entire record of their communications with the outside world. And it was like one feud and one forbidden affair. And that's it. And, mm. But there know. was nothing going on. So you really had to focus on the feud, the forbidden <laughs> affair. You know, they didn't have TikTok. They didn't have PlayStation. They didn't have shit. Imagine though the the calculus, <laughs> the calculus back cares. then when you're like, like somebody's like, "Hey man, like it is." The the song "Who Says We're Whack" has pretty much been important through most of human history, right? Because inevitably somebody, inevitably somebody in the course of history was approached, and somebody said, "Hey, over there in Mesopotamia, they said you were whack," <laughs> and thus began the inquiry. Who's Edward Whack? Right. <laughs> The Lonely Island had it right. But before you <laughs> responded, before you received a letter, right, which an important element of telling someone they were whack back in the day was sending was them putting a, it down. Put you had to put it you had to write a That's letter right. and be like yeah. um. And you had to be nice at the beginning of it. That's yeah. that was the fucked up thing. You had to make your own paper. Dear How, sir. Dear sir, I hope sad. this letter finds you and your family well. Sir. However, I think you're a piece of shit. I've established that you should eat this shit. <laughs> In close. Respectfully. Respectfully. I have enumerated your brother in Christ. <laughs> if so, you are dead, please do not read this. I had a really good time hop over the weekend, actually. Um, I protested the appearance of Tony Dungy on my television, which I do every time he shows up. Mm -hmm. Be gone. Uh, and it turns out that, like, I'm sure Tony Dungy would prefer to do all of his bots go to bed at 8 p.m. Yeah. Because I woke up the next morning and I had all these responses from like 445. And one of them took up with something I had done at Sports Illustrated, a job I left in 2013 to go to ESPN. 
Hell yeah. It started in 2011. So I'm like, buddy, I'm flattered. You, I'm not even sure my name is still on that website anywhere. It's such a fucking disaster. I used the Wayback Machine to get mad at you. Congratulations sure. you for finding anything anyone wrote 10 years ago on that website, which has been through God knows how many upheavals since then. Yeah, like I, I'm pretty sure a few years ago I tried to find a post that you wrote at SI and I literally couldn't. So I don't even yeah. know how. I don't think they're on how, there. Wh- how they're stumbling on stuff. Um, I, I have one more regret about the Alabama coaching search wrapping up, and that yeah. is that I needed, I needed one more coach to do the social media brag about we're staying here, we're not leaving, and I needed it to be a real reach. Like I needed Dave Doran to be like, Billy, Billy we're something at NC State. <laughs> I don't, I don't care ever, who's interested in me for any kind of job. I don't know. Tell why every Steve Smith, I'm going nowhere. <laughs> this is like Ryan Day just attacks another senior citizen via gifts. Yes, sure. Yeah. Yes, yeah. Like I, I really bring me Bill Parcells. <laughs> like everybody who did it was sort of like within the realm of possibility, and I just needed, like, I needed PJ Fleck to be like, we're not. We're not. We're going down with the goddamn ship. I'm not taking the Alabama job or the Cowboys job if it opens. You heard it here first. But once that yeah. Eagles job, that's fine. Fuck it. Let's talk, son. Or if somebody had come out and been like, "I'm iffy." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Hi, I'm that's Dave. I'm, every year, I'm Dave Doran, and it'd be irresponsible not to have this phone call. Yeah, uh, you know, I gotta look I'm out Ryan for me. Jay. Fuck Diane. <laughs> I said it. <laughs> Just Ryan Day coming out and being like, "Is this working? Are you are you still into me? Am I still into you? Huh? Come that on." Is, that is the weirdest vibe situation in terms of like quality of coaching versus uh, reception of coaching. Yeah, I still don't. I recognize that I'm trying to parse what these people are like, and mm. that that's a futile a futile effort. But I, Ohio State fans, call it call into the call into the the full cast voicemail. Tell us, like, emotionally, spiritually, where you're at on the axis, because it's it's hard to tell through all all the screaming. Mark Stoops live streaming. Most of it is coming from your coach. Mark Stoops live streaming from his hot tub with, like, you know, eight women. Surrounded by age-appropriate blondes. Age-appropriate blondes all (laughs) cuddling up to him, and he's like, brother, you think I'm going anywhere? Cats, baby. Do you know if he did that, if he live streamed that, it would be the most supportive shit. They'd be like, "Hell yeah, coach, get it." <laughs> the heel, the heel is the key part. Heel, yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's two wives in that hell. Hey, my aunt's single. You want me to send her over? <laughs> Absolutely. She's nice. You seem nice. She's lovely. I'd be cool with Mark Stoops dating my mom. Yeah, like if she if she wanted it. Yeah. I'm Mark Stoops, and I'm collecting every Suzanne in the state of Kentucky, the Commonwealth. <laughs> Send them on down. All Me of them. And the Suzanne Army are here to run wild all over you. <laughs> Where's the, the Susie cats? <laughs> That's the Mark Stoops promise. Here we go. Eight wins, eating shit out of Louisville. All right, and then in addition to all of that, I am going to date only the most age-appropriate, wholesome women of Kentucky. All of them will have a delightful time, and I will parade myself around the campus in an outrageously inappropriate sports car that I purchased with your money. Your if, money. You're a Kentucky, if you're a Kentucky Suzanne, meet me at Texas Roadhouse. Dinner's on me. I like got them rolls. You know age, the rolls. Age appropriate and Suzanne. It's like, yeah, you already said they're Suzanne. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> 
they they are within the appropriate age bracket. <laughs> so yes, I just wish we had had a few more coaches just come out and like really dispel that they were taking the Alabama job. That's all. What if they all did? Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Jim Harbaugh should have done that. Been like, I am not taking the Alabama job. Mm-hmm. I do. He, I who do. did that? Who did that? Was it Lincoln Riley? Who said like? Yes, it was Lincoln no, Riley who said the LSU Lincoln job. Riley said he Bye. wasn't taking the LSU job. That is exactly what happened. Yes. Yeah. I'm it not. was very emphatic about it. And now everything's going great. Yeah. Obviously, that was a really great coup for uh, all of those programs involved. Everybody involved. Everybody mm-hmm. involved is having a great time. I, I do. Uh, do you think Kalen DeBoer asked, "What hap- Who are you picking if I say no?" Because I would want to know at that love, point. I would love to know who's next, yeah. Because uh, of the people who were listed, by the time we got down to like the final three on the list, it was Kalen DeBoer, in no particular order. Kalen DeBoer, Mike Norvell, who was Tommy one Reed. of the people who came out and said yes. And yes, Tommy Reese was the third name. There was no other name being floated at that point. There are other people you can come up with. Can, but, I, like, can I posit something interesting yeah, that I yeah. noticed? And this was this was mostly from talking to um, our co-host Brian Floyd over the weekend, who, if he will let me get a word in edgewise here, um, looking at the next couple years, you know, this this was Washington's like in an all or nothing year, right? And uh, roster wise, they're uh, they're looking at a lot of rebuilding over the next couple of years. And the discussion that we had last week about about this being a who wants to buy a boat job and how I thought Tommy Reese should just be the guy because they're just going to fire whoever the next guy is in three years anyway. I I think there's a safe argument to be made that Kalen DeBoer is kind of taking a a little bit more advanced version of the who wants to buy a boat job. Mm -hmm. Um, Because what was, what was the path we laid out for Tommy last week, right? Take this job, do it for three years, get fired, go to the NFL. And uh, Kalen can do that and make more money to start. He starts at a higher floor. Yeah. I still think this is, I, I love the guy as a coach. It is not because it, it is not anything about him that makes me say this is a three-year job. Um, like I think anybody would be lucky to last three years uh, in this job because, well, you've seen what you, you've seen what the hive's like down there. It's boiling and it's going to stay kicked for a minute. I also, he, he can buy a bigger boat. I have no idea. The problem with like the whole three-year job for me is like, I have no idea what the expectations are at this point. Here's this is a non-rhetorical question. Do mm-hmm. they? I I suspect Alabama's athletic department has some sense. I don't know if they're accurate, like in terms of like what the boosters and the fan fans want. But like, mm-hmm. given everything that has changed in the last two to three years about the sport and about the conference. Like, I don't know if you, if you go nine and three, is that success or failure at Alabama? Failure. I honestly don't know the answer. Oh, failure. Okay. okay. Failure. Okay. If you go nine and three in year one, is that failure? Failure. Yeah. I mean, no, that's not- failure in year one. Yeah. I'm sorry, but yeah, it's not, it's not fireable, but yeah, it's yeah. You're, right. You're, that's, that's strike one. I don't know okay. if you get three strikes though. <laughs> okay. I yeah. mean, it's funny because like, like with schedule changing, uh, you know, Oklahoma at Oklahoma is coming on to replace a Mississippi school, basically, right? So like, mm-hmm. wow, that sucks. You got Georgia from the east. You're going to Wisconsin. You'll probably beat them, but it's, you know that that that'll be a real hassle. So like, I mean, the schedule next year kind of sucks. You're going to LSU and to Tennessee. <laughs> uh, but you only got to be like eleventh to make the playoff. 
So, mm-hmm. but and even and how, how how long until Obama? How long until Bama fires a coach after they make the playoff? This is <laughs> Jerry Jones this will do it. What I'm, this is what I'm really excited to see because there's there's going to be there's going to be programs who are perennially within. I mean, if you if you take it by numbers, um, Georgia. Like go go back and look at where those those Mark Rick teams finished. How close were Mark Rick's last five Georgia teams to being in the top twelve? I um, suspect almost all of them. I, I mean, I'll go look here. Yeah, let's let's go um, look just for fun. Uh, yeah, okay, mean, so not including the year he got, not including the year he got fired. Their final finish in the AP rankings were. Nine unranked, five nineteen unranked, unranked thirteen two twenty three ten seven. So like kind of all over the place. There is a mix well, here. You, admittedly, if you put a, there is on there, and I wonder if you. I think we might have to pull a median, maybe for that to. Maybe yeah. There's only there's only one year in in the Mark Richt reign where they don't hit a AP high point that would put them comfortably within striking distance of a twelve. Is that the playoff. Independence Bowl year? Uh, the two. So that, like, it's the Liberty Bowl year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, if if you give Mark Rick the ex- expanded playoff, mm-hmm. um, he might have another title shot or two. Like 2012, for instance. I think we all know Georgia deserved another crack at Bama, and that should have been the title game. Um, just for instance, you know, if you get, if you give Mark Rick that for his entire career, he probably gets a title shot in what was it? Oh five, oh two, maybe oh seven. So like. <laughs> like the 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 appearances alone is that enough to preserve him which i think is the thing that relates most to DeBoer at Alabama like is making the playoff almost always enough to keep you around as Alabama's coach no yeah, like, or or I'm, are we yeah are we cuz i'm not sure how much it would have changed the math for Rick to just make the playoff well and yeah, sort are, of are we NFLify we're NFLifying enough of the game are we NFLifying in this way also the other the, the thing you're also pulling at there is that, and this was true of Mark Richt as well, for so long, winning a conference title has been important has has remained important in the playoff era because the pathway to making the playoff without winning a conference title is uh, uh, is incredibly uh, narrow. Like it has mm-hmm. it, it has been done. Alabama is a team that has done it without even playing in a conference <laughs> title game. But mm. but but broadly speaking, if you wanted to make the playoff, you really had to win the conference. Like you were, you were putting a lot of hope into other shit going right for you. That was out of your control. I am curious now in the expanded playoff and the super conference era, if like there, if there are teams that, if that stops mattering as much, as long as you still make the playoff, like what does do, do will people care as much about winning a conference title if it's like, well, there's still there's still an easy spot in, Big and maybe story. there's an easy spot in, maybe there's a spot in where you also get an extra week of rest. Big Twelve just throwing will not. in the corner. What do you people want from us? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think the the easiest uh, comp at this point is now going forward FCS, where like, yeah, mm-hmm. conference titles matter, but the instant you win one, you're talking about what does this do for our playoff seating? Right. Oh. Yeah. Right. So the the and I will say too. Alabama's a bit more attuned to the value and virtue of a national title than some fan bases. Maybe more eager to claim it, maybe more historically willing to aim not only that high, but to consider it something worth achieving. And I'm just comparing that to something like Michigan, where 
they're a little happier with conference title and then let's see how the bowl game goes you know not saying it's oh, not is as is that right not as important are they complacent? now are you calling them complacent not anymore oh. no 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 now now they're now they're in for a special kind of hell now cause... you're down here with the rest of us yeah <laughs> but it, can we can we review what happens when you win 10 games in alabama and what that means god bless because <laughs> a lot of coaches who aren't nick saban have done it uh-huh. it uh-huh. yeah. that's when you get a brick in your window so so for 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 those of you who are veteran alabamaologists welcome we're going to go over some material you already know by heart however you can yell at us through your through your car or your podcasting device about the shit we're getting wrong and that's cool that's great that's great have you ever heard the legend of good game tim he was a boy during the great depression and to make money he'd travel to cities and towns with a simple offer For a dollar, you could challenge him to any game you chose. And if you won, he'd give you $20. Now, Tim could make such an enticing offer because this kid was an absolute whiz at games of all sorts. It could be a child's game like Hopscotch or Hide and Seek, or it could be an adult game like Poker or Backgammon. Tim would always walk away victorious. And they called him Good Game Tim, not just because he was so successful, but because he was a real sportsman about it. Tim never gloated, even as he won game after game after game. But one day, the rich owner of a local concert hall took Tim to his venue and challenged him to a new contest. My boy, he bellowed, I'll bet you can't pick the cheapest seat in this fine hall. And true enough, Tim was stumped. How was a child supposed to take the guesswork out of buying tickets or guarantee the lowest price to an event? Tim handed the concert hall owner $20 and disappeared. For decades. Until he re-emerged triumphantly as an app and website, GameTime.co. Now, Tim, who accidentally added an E to his name when registering, can offer you last-minute ticket deals to NBA playoff games, baseball, concerts, and more. GameTime offers you last-minute deals where you can save up to 60%, and he provides you with panoramic views from your seat in the app before you buy. So take the guesswork out of buying NBA tickets with GameTime. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use code FULLCAST for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply, and again, create an account and redeem code F-U-L-L-C-A-S-T for $20 off. Download GameTime today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Let's talk about our two big bricks that we're negotiating around the monuments, the twin towers. Of oh boy, mm, maybe let's rephrase yeah, that. Um, the, I think you mean the two towers. Yes, the two towers, the twin pillars <laughs> of this colossus we call Alabama football. Uh, Bear Bryant on one side, Nick Saban on the other, and then in between you have Jeff Fuel under- can't melt in between. Steel. Sorry, I just had to say that. In between you do in fact have the twin towers. Yeah. <laughs> In between, jet fuel can't melt giant eagles. In between, you have the gooch of Alabama football. Which, I mean, almost by definition is exactly yeah. the midpoint between their Why retirements. Why did the Pentagon just send the eagles to, to yeah. lower, yeah. To makes lower you think. Manhattan? Does great make question. Think. So, the the successor to Bear Bryant, Ray Perkins. Ray Perkins in his final year. I'm just going to even listen. Let's. I'm going to ignore everything that happened before that. We're just going to go to the last year. Hey, okay. Just to, uh, to orient those of us outside the conference, can you throw some years in here as well? Yeah, sure. 83. 83 is Ray Perkins' first year, and it's middling. It goes back and forth. He goes. How like, old were you? Uh, I was uh, 22. <laughs> 22 at the time. You know, I pulled together real well, Ryan. 
told you, you look great. For that. You look fucking great. You look that's, awesome. That's okay. That's testament to the glue. More than a lot of water and a lot of glue. That's right. A lot of water, a lot of glue. You got to keep the compound moist. The power of prescription amphetamines. All he, three of these things have got you to this point. If you walk yeah. up to Spencer and you hit him with a Minecraft hammer enough, he, <laughs> water and glue will be the <laughs> elements yes. that you ob- obtain. You receive water, glue, and espresso. Those he's are the basically three things. He's basically an Italian horse. Yeah. <laughs> In so many ways, not the least of which is temperament. Including the part Ugh. where all wins that I achieve on the track probably undone by testing afterwards. Right. Just vacate please, them. Please go ahead and regale us with the story of Ray Perkins. Speaking of vacated wins, Alabama football. <laughs> um, so Ray Perkins has a, a tumultuous tenure there. Four, he gets four years. It, not in the order that you think in terms of wins. He wins eight, five, nine, and ten. Ten coming in the last year when you think, oh, turning things around. Got a bowl game win. You know, tied for second in the conference also, and went this ten. This is the eighties. They weren't that insane yet. Mm-mm. And I still, think, I think the real mm, still uh, a little spoiled, right? Still coming I off think of that. You have to get to like this, and I'm I was I'm much much younger than you, so I'm going off from memories of radio. But I think you have to get to like ninety two before they really start filing their own teeth to points in the stands. Yes, yeah. ten. And, they are ten and three in Ray Perkins' final year, nineteen eighty six. Final, not because they fired him, but because he took another job. He just left. He decided he'd rather <laughs> Respect, go coach. Hit the bricks. He decided he would rather go coach the dark age Tampa Bay Buccaneers. That's mm. Bucko Bruce Buccaneers with the, the creamsicle orange and white helmets that died in Green Bay twice a year. That is who he decided was a better option than coaching Alabama. This leads to his successor, Bill Curry. Bill Curry, a.k.a. the nicest the man in the world. Man. Not like when we say Bill Hancock's the nicest man in the world. No. But the actual nicest man. The, the actual nicest man in the world, Bill Curry. Bill Curry. Makes in, Mark Rick look like a stevedore. He's there a for A good three. guy with good opinions. Yes. The, the rarest of birds. Yes. Um the, the 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 guy who the guy during the Black Lives Matter protest you said no we haven't done enough and I've failed and my generation failed a guy who is as thoughtful and considerate and considering a person as you will get in this sport he goes ten and two in his third year his last at Alabama they're tied for first okay um, they're six and one in the conference we're gonna follow a pattern here he leaves he goes. <laughs> And he takes what happens before that he uh, before that uh, he receives a brick through the window of his office, at which point his record is what um, I believe that is. I believe at that point they had lost one game and then that was their second loss. No, no, no. It was their one loss. It was the one loss. I believe it was after the Auburn game. Tisk fucking tisk. Yes, I will. I will get that straight. They, but they they won the SEC that year, right? I'm sorry, 88. 88 is when he gets the brick through. Yes, they were tied for first in the SEC. So they were tied for the conference. But, you know, tied. So, tied. Ti- yeah. Whoa. 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 There's only room, only room for one tide. No, this is when they were stunt. This is when oh. they were uh, upset by Old Miss in 1988 when Bill Curry receives the brick to the window. It's not Auburn related and is an 88, which is his second year, not his final year. The third year, where at 10 and 2, Bill Curry decides, I'm going to take another job. After winning 10 games. So the second coach in a row to win 10 games and then quit. Just leave and go take which job? He pulls a reverse Bear Bryant. He took the Kentucky job. So again, 
where is Alabama losing coaches to? The Tampa Bay Buccaneers in the lowest of their historical lows and Kentucky football, which, again, pre-Rich Brooks and and pre-Mark Stoops, yeah, is like signing up to get hit in the face every single day for the rest of your life. That's where Bill Curry decided. Very many Suzannes back then. (laughs) Yeah. Not again. Not 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 Bill Curry's department. Not his area. Of Tampa expertise. did though. Tampa was crawling <laughs> yeah, with Suzanne. Oh, Tampa. Was, Suzanne, the Suzannes so, were freshly hatched. Part of the point. Suzanne belt. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So then we keep going. Okay, you get a guy Gene Stallings who comes up next, and the Stallings era is kind of, uh, kind of odd because there's another a another lo- nice man, a- another another nice another man, salt of the earth gentleman, another guy who uh, I go think go look up. Uh, go look up the Tuscaloosa. Gene Stallings still with us, by the way. Go look up. Uh, uh, what he got up to in the aftermath of the Tuscaloosa tornadoes. It is it is one of the better stories uh, associated with the program. Yeah. A respite, a guy who makes it seven years in Tuscaloosa, wins Opens a, a cha- shit ton of car dealerships, wins a championship, uh, manages to achieve all of this without a whiff of scandal or impropriety. Don't fact check me on that at all, because I'll be wrong. I'm focusing on the positive. Yes. Paul Feinbaum, ma- Paul Feinbaum, like makes makes his bones during the Gene Stallings era, which is how you know it was totally clean and without scandal. Um, he wins in his last year. He, he wins 10 games and then retires. Have you ever read the, have you ever read the, the, the quote from when Gene Stallings retired? Um, this is uh, this is an AL.com story uh, from 2018. Uh, but I was looking for this quote. We were not on the same page, and that's why I retired, said Stallings. I wasn't necessarily ready to quit coaching. I just wasn't going to coach under those conditions. Third in a row. Third in a row, basically, that we can say. When they left, they were like, enough. I'm done. We have always lived in the castle. Only one guy was like, I'll stay on. And it was the guy they absolutely did not want to stay. That would be Mike Dubose, who had two losing seasons. I'm sorry. He went 500. We'll count that as a losing season in Alabama. Three out of four <laughs> seasons were either at 500 or losing. Even he managed to win 10 games. He's just straight up fired. So he's an aberration from the pattern here, but in a way that I think complements our overall point. And then finally we get to, I think, Alabama's forgotten man. <laughs> not if by us. Not by us. Not at all. There's two. We have two left. Uh, we have Mike Shula, who I'm is there. Uh, Mike Shula, I'm not going in. Alpha, I'm not going in chronological order here. Dennis Franchoni comes next. Dennis Franchoni. What happened there? Uh, Dennis Franchoni leaves <laughs> to go where? Surely, surely to another uh, to an NFL gig. Uh, yeah, so to speak. In a manner of speaking. a team with professional values, <laughs> and that they have their own standing army. <clears throat> uh, Dennis Franchoni lasts exactly two years at Alabama. Two, two. He wins. Tell me if you've heard this before. 10 games in his final year before deciding to take the Texas A&M job. I know historically that this is made even funnier by Dennis Franchoni considering leaving Alabama for the Kansas job at the time. So not only was he just wanting out, he was so wanting out that he would consider he was considering the Kansas job. And then finally we have, Mike Shula, who uh, kind of gets some goodwill after winning 10 games. He goes six and six, and it's just kind of, it ain't working. And that's what leads us to Saban. So to review, um, one guy fired for being just a big old dummy. Okay, Mike Dubose, just a big old dumb boy. Um, 
you know, it was kind of one of those like God love him, but he's big old dumb boy situations. Uh, and then Mike Shula fired for just kind of being mid. And then everyone else talking about winning 10 games in your last year and leaving. So when there you, is, like, if you're going to get on my ass about being like, oh, nine and three isn't failure at Alabama. You can win 10 games, look up and go, I'm gone. There is one through line we are leaving out here, which is a yeah. lot of these coaches. I mean, Shula's one of them. Too, Friend, uh, well, yeah, there's that. <laughs> Mike <laughs> Price didn't have a chance when he did games. <laughs> Legally, uh, I'm not. He had a chance. <laughs> I think you mean Mike Price, who's never done anything wrong, and who, That's if his right. attorneys are listening to this podcast, let me just say, <laughs> well done. Great um, career, we sir. Already have, we already have out earlier that we don't know anything that Sports Illustrated has ever published. Nope. Shula, Franchoni, Stallings. There's probably a couple others that I'm forgetting. A lot of these are coupled with, uh-oh, the NCAA is knocking. The NCAA is very unhappy with Alabama and is coming with scholarship restrictions and probation and this, that, and the other. And like for all for all of its uh for all the like groaning and insistence that something must be happening in Alabama, that cheating must be happening at a level heretofore, never before seen. There, there isn't that at the moment. Alabama is not like currently under the NCAA microscope, and I'm. That's the part I'm curious. Like, are we going? I don't know if we're going back to that. In part because like the NCAA is not what it was in the eighties and nineties. Florida, for one thing, there there could be that. But like, I just yeah. I I I think that sort of like impetus doesn't exist anymore for someone to be like shit. I won ten games and everyone's pissed, and the NCAA is about to take twenty scholarships away from me. And I would argue that even if that isn't the case, even if they do turn their um, astigmatism Sauron gaze towards Tuscaloosa, <laughs> that it might almost be immaterial. Here's here's we say this a lot. We say this a lot. You know the 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 banners fly forever. Vacated wins don't matter. Bama has had vacated wins hit fairly recently. Can you remember when they were off the top of your head? Can you remember um, how long ago that was off the top of your head? I know Nick had some vacated wins his first sure. season that were connected to the textbook thing yeah, that predated yeah, sure him. Is that is that it? Hey, remember the textbook thing? No, nobody does. Yeah, right. It's Bama yeah. and. It's Bama and the layperson. I would be astonished if there were if there were half the people in a given focus group, even of this audience, who could name uh, who could name Bama's most recent vacated ones, which were not that long ago. Which is which is especially wild, considering this was a school that pre Nick Saban was constantly on the list for like mm-hmm. this is this is who the NCAA is going to hammer next. Well, this part is of where that the death penalty part is coming. was not like, their fault. No, it wasn't necessarily. And and again, like this is this is, you know, when the NCAA was viewed in a much different public and congressional light. Mm-hmm. And but like that was the reputation for years was that this is the school that's going to get that's gonna fuck around too bad and get the hammer. Well, like, this is so why like, I, and I, I don't mean to swat that down, but this is just, like, e- even if that does happen, I'm not sure it's going to have any lasting impact on them. Sure. Because e- even even the NCAA of, of 10 years ago, the punishments they handed down are forgotten. Yeah. Are completely forgotten. Have yeah. zero impact to this day. So Bear dropped some bags, but mostly got away with things. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, his successors, whether they did or did not, they did not get away with things. <laughs> Saban, yeah. uh, 
you know, there's rumors and hearsay, and everybody knows a little bit of stuff. But what we can say is uh, Saban's Alabama didn't get caught uh, very often. Let's say 100%. that. 100%. I think you mean they were, they were in compliance. There they were, were in some, compliance. <laughs> there were some ongoing All, investigations. Uh, yeah. So, 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 so Bear being really, really good at quote-unquote compliance, his successors being awful at it. Saban being really, really good at quote-unquote compliance. Now, let's see if, uh, let's see which of those trends holds, I guess. Because the standard is the standard, and to meet the standard while following all the rules, that's hard. (laughs) So, something's got to give there. To me, the I, I agree that the interesting thing, there, what the expectations are at Alabama is an interesting thing. I am more interested about what does this do for everybody else? Because we have existed in a world for 15 years where if you were an SEC West school or, a, you know, an SEC East school that happened to draw them and you lost to Alabama. Or an SEC East school that had to play them every goddamn year. Yes, yes. Yeah. It sucked. It sucked, but you could wrap your brain around it. Like I don't, I, I don't think, with one exception, and even that, I can sort of argue that it wasn't really just about that. That there was anybody who lost a job because you couldn't beat Nick Saban. Like that was part of it, but it was all like even Gus. Gus is the one like where it was sort of like that started to fall apart. But it's like it wasn't just that you were losing to Nick Saban. It's that you were losing to Arkansas and you were losing to yeah. LSU. And, you know, you like it, it, it's it's a symptom. But now time- now the meaning of an Alabama loss is completely flipped on its head, whether it should or not. Like the first team that loses the first SEC team that loses to Kalen DeBoer. And I'll just I'll, we'll Man, just let's schedule, pull it up. Hang on. Sure. Like. Instead of instead of that being uh, okay, it's Georgia. I, ah, I'm not saying all right. Let's, let's, calls his shot. <laughs> let's if if Georgia all right if that happens, and I'm not saying it's going to, but if Georgia goes to Ryan Nanny calls for Georgia victory over Alabama. Mm-hmm. Dude, if Georgia okay. goes, if Georgia goes Tuscaloosa, from, yeah. I'm not saying you're right or wrong. They're coming. Oh no, they got to buy. Never mind. If Georgia goes to Tuscaloosa next year and loses, that's like catastrophic in a way that it would just be lowercase b bad right now. Mm -hmm. If Bama goes to Tennessee next year on October 19th (laughs) and and beats Tennessee, that's like a problem. The same thing with the LSU game, the same thing with the Oklahoma game, obviously the Iron Bowl, even like Mizzou. Mizzou plays Alabama October 26th next year. That now becomes like it, it starts to take on the feel of like this becomes a like prove it or don't game well, for but Missouri, only for, but only for a certain echelon of the conference, right? South Carolina has Bama on the schedule next year. South Carolina what has add- much bigger problems. <laughs> <Great>. <laughs> no, this is what I'm like, is it, Does this does this add a, a does this add a straw to to the camel that is Sean or Shane Beamer's hot? Jesus Christ, you know where I'm going with this. Uh, um, I mean, th- I, that I, game I, is late enough for them that like they will already have played. Uh, Kentucky, LSU, and Old Miss. So, like, I feel like that. I can't feel. I can't chance. feel anything. You know it's all numb below you the know nose. What's great, though? Do you know what's great though about that phenomenon, though, Ryan? And mm-hmm. I agree with you that it is a phenomenon. Either way, this makes for a completely hilarious Iron Bowl. 
It feels like yeah. it's two things at once. One being you lose mm-hmm. to Bama going forward. You're not losing to Bama. You're losing to a yes. team who's yeah, they're as talented as Ohio State or USC or any number of other teams. You're losing. You're losing to like slightly glorified LSU or something like they're, that. They're, right? they're, like, wow. It, it's it's that, and it's also dog. You missed your fucking shot because there's still Bama. Yes. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. Right. You missed yeah. the chance to say we want Bama and get it, and yeah. Yeah. Also, uh, also that's on also, top. Their schedule next year is. That's fine. on top. Of, that's on top of the extremely funny remainder effect that Auburn only hired their guy because he had beaten Nick Saban twice, and then Nick Saban, <laughs> in the pettiest move imaginable on the board. I'm not saying it was motivated <laughs> by that at all, but in terms of absolute petty value, you can't top. Oh, that was a pretty neat hire you made. Bye. <laughs> cool. I'm going to beat you so in the now, most Auburn way possible and then retire. Strike me down. So only so Bama more powerful as a ghost. Bama should have hired someone who can beat Hugh Freeze, a.k.a. Jerry Kill. Uh, now mm-hmm. Auburn has to hire someone who can beat Kalen DeBoer, a.k.a. Jim Harbaugh. So. Wow. Wow. Yeah. This is all to say that at the end of things, after we've considered the entire arc of Alabama history, what makes anyone think that nine wins, which was intolerable to all of the people that we just listed, nine and, Alabama. and insufficient, <laughs> yes, insufficient for their standards, what makes you think that after a legendary run, won so long that the last time Alabama did not have double-digit wins came in 2007 when they rolled out the fucking iPhone. What makes you think that nine wins is going to be more tolerable now? You're not wrong because... Are you saying that Bama's string of success is tied to government-supported 5G? Yes. Okay. But you know what? Bama fans already knew that. They already knew that was... was, Auburn fans already knew that. They're like, it's part of the conspiracy. Oh, my God. Where'd Tim Cook go to school? That's right. See? For for Bama to go, to go ten and two or better next year, they will have to beat at least two. Uh, they'll have to at least split these games: Georgia, at Tennessee, at Tennessee, at LSU, and at Oklahoma. And that's a tall that's a tall order. You throw Auburn in there. You can throw Auburn in there. Like I'm still not sold on what Auburn's going to be next year. No, but it almost doesn't matter. Weird shit happens. It's yeah, okay, awesome. that's fair. It's, so, it's, so it's yeah, that. and it's and it's it's that in addition to it's a year two Auburn versus a year one Bama. Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah. Sure. So whatever year one Bama yeah. means. And that is, you know, a Georgia team that has uh, all of Saban's best players to hear uh, to hear. Crimson the other the other thing that's going to happen before this is there are two games on this list, maybe three if you count the Western Kentucky opener, but there's two games on this list that I suspect Alabama fans are going to want to say, we want these to be 60 to 3 drubbings. We want this to, we want you to come out showing that the machine is absolutely in full destructor mode. The first is the USF game at home on September 7th. A their revenge. Get right, their get right game against South Florida, which is a beautiful yes. thing to contemplate. Yes, a revenge game, even though they won the last one. No, that's <laughs> that's a very particular Bama thing. There's there's yes. only a few schools that can pull off this particular kind of get right. And the second one is Week Three at Wisconsin, because if they if they Wisconsin wasn't good enough this year. That if Bama goes and wins a close game 
forget if they if they lose like the fire alarms will be fully engaged but if they like fuck around and win a 10 point game against a wisconsin game a wisconsin team that mostly looked average all year in 2023 i think i think the panic will start to set in pretty aggressively i i think panic is year two you're one that would be like, eh, did you not hear the stuff yeah. I read at the top of the show? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. No, I mean, I think, you know, you're, you're totally right. Although but, yeah. I guess that isn't what if they, so what, much as seething. What if they go eight and four? Are they panicking? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that's... I, okay, I don't yeah, think there, fe- yeah. This is the thing. I don't think fear ever enters into that with them. It's Just all... There, there is no... Yeah, yeah. It is all, it is all rage-based. <laughs> like, they can, they can have rage-sadness... And and rage happiness and rage ennui, but I don't think I, I will say this for them, and it's it's an unusual trait to have. But I don't think fear ever enters into it with these people. I think we've gotten a point where the SEC's conference was. We went from having absolute stability, and I think everybody had their roles pretty well cast. The retirement of Saban does change everyone's overall vibe. Like I think that. One, Caleb DeBoer starts like gun to his head immediately. Like under fire, doesn't matter. You are Alabama's coach and you're not named Nick Saban or We Bear. ought to be used to that coming from a liberal dim enclave like Seattle. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's right. That just, walk- that just getting groceries in Portland, brother. Yeah. <laughs> Put on your beanie. Trader Joe's, you better be ready to trade bullets. <laughs> I don't know anything about Seattle crime. So doesn't stop anyone. Okay. I'm sorry. Uh, I didn't mean to do my bud voice there. That's not who I was trying. To, that's not who I was trying to imply is saying this. Just a sense, but you take you take your life going to the going to the Bass Pro Shops because they, they definitely have, have one of those there. Not to yeah. go all. Do they know it's Christmas? But do they have a Bass Pro Shops? I don't In know. Where's where the Bass Pro Shops belt? I bet they have one. Uh, there's a Bass Pro in Tacoma. Oh, thank God. Okay, okay. that makes a lot okay. more sense. Yeah. Yeah, that makes a lot more sense. They would go to the yeah into the REI. That's right. Oh, and you there can count go. and you can count Cabela's. Cabela's had a lot of the North too, so you can count the Cabela's belt in there, which was like you know Montana and shit. Yeah, but now everybody like now everybody I think like one. No, I think the only state that doesn't have one might be Wyoming. Has Wyoming? That. Wyoming does not have one. That's correct. Okay. They're, okay. They're, East Grand Forks, Minnesota is on the North Dakota border, so we can give them one. Wyoming okay. is surrounded by like twelve. Wyoming is probably like n- no, that's that's a little too. Uh, yeah, these are these are the actual pros. Wyoming thinks uh, Cabela's is for tryhards. Yeah, Hawaii doesn't have one either, but they got plenty of fish. I, I Wy- Wyoming is like Wyoming's like we already have all that stuff. Damn, Delaware's got a Cabela's. That's what I'm saying. Alaska has a Bass Pro Shops in Anchorage. Oh wait, oh wait, I think Vermont doesn't have one. Oh well, hmm. yeah, but they they could also be fish professionals up there. They they probably have some sort of very detailed ordinance passed in every single city that's like a city a a shop catering to the outdoors must not be larger than five hundred square feet and can only sell one thing at a time. And the man behind the desk may be named Steve or the woman Nancy. And Steve and Nancy will offer flies, like yeah, Rhode they, Island also without one. Hmm. Um, Wyoming got still some, got some evangelizing to do. Wyoming's still waiting on a third escalator because remember there are only two escalators in the entire state. Wait, is that true? Yeah, are they in the state house or? Uh, I do not know where they are. 
Uh, but yes, there are two escalators in the state of Wyoming. Put one up, Grand Teton. It's tall. I'm tired of walking up there. Um, but this has made They're everyone both at weird. banks, according to the internet. Banks? Yeah. Okay. But this made everything weird, especially because the other power, like... So the, this, 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 so the cows that have like, bank accounts can get up. Like, you don't want to make, steer, you don't make <laughs> stairs climb stairs. <laughs> stairs can't climb stairs. The like this like LSU's a mess right now. What do you mean LSU's a mess right now? LSU's a mess. No one's happy. That's they haven't we haven't tackled anyone since last year. We listen. LSU is in need of in need of adjustment. But like when you say LSU's a mess, that is a thing we have seen, and it is last year is not that. Hang on, I'm gonna offer a counterpoint. Server, can you play the elevator music? So let's, They're a mess, Ryan. That's what you okay. need to accept here. All right, fine. You've you've bullied me into it. But they're just kind of they're kind of not mess positive, but it's kind of, it's in the genes, right? Yeah, mess it's, in my genes. Yes. There's yes. <clears throat> there's a certain amount of ambient mess that comes that seems to accompany the LSU okay. job, no matter That's who fair. has it, right? Yeah. yeah. This and there is, are coaches that lean into that, and there are coaches that lean way into that. This is where we have to rely. And, and LSU has resting mess face, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. That's, mm-hmm. that's pretty much what I was getting at. This is where we have to rely on the long ballyhooed and established stability of programs like Kentucky and Ole Miss, places with reliable, stable oh, situations. Texas is the answer, my friend. <laughs> Seriously, right. the only playoff team. With a returning head coach, Texas probably. with what Texas with it? expectations, it's gonna go great. It might. I don't know. Is anybody? Wait, what time did did Harbaugh take a job while we were recording this? I feel like we no. The last that. thing I have seen is that uh, Michigan is so. Michigan is very intentionally leaking that they're working on Jim Harbaugh's contract and per his request, like building on all kinds. Even if the NCAA says I'm the worst dude in the world, you have to pay me. <laughs> I mean, losses. What could uh, what could be more diplomatic immunity after, after this past year? What does either party really have to worry about on that side? I'm not I, sure I'm kidding. I I don't know. All crime is legal anyway, for Jim Harbaugh. It, I, I'm not. I'm not too worked up about him interviewing the Chargers. We're fucking all interviewing the Chargers. It is show lore that everyone has to take a turn coaching the Chargers. Jim's mm-hmm. not special. <sighs> I got a question. I'm going to channel Spurrier for a minute. You ready? Oh boy. Why ain't Kirby Smart get all these NFL interviews, huh? <laughs> um. Well. Uh huh. Hold that thought. <laughs> Just hang on to that. Who? All right. All right. I'm going to, I'm going to name an NFL team that has an open head coaching spot or a possible NFL uh, coaching head spot. And I want you to give me your reaction to trying to sell that team's fans on Kirby smart head coach. Okay. The Las Vegas Raiders. Fuck. Yes. They've yeah, heard of him. That's, yeah. This is exact. This is demographically exactly the kind of man that Vegas seeks to recruit. Jay, no, I agree with Jason. They, Raiders fans have never heard of Kirby Smart and don't know who that is. I don't know, man. Like he is. I feel like he would be at home in a strange land there. 
that the Seattle the Seattle Seahawks. That's a language barrier. Okay. Yeah, he does. He doesn't. Yeah. Ted Lasso situation with them. With them, you do have. Oh, he was a great college coach, huh? Just like Uh our past guy who did great. Sure. Yeah, many Uh, probably similar similarity. uh, Nah. Ryan, Washington I, Commanders. I want, wait, Perfect. I want to go back. I want to go. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry, I want sorry. to go back to Seattle. There yeah. is one. There is one thing that's a big obstacle there too, which is Kirby's too old. I know what you're saying. <laughs> Wasn't Pete Carroll 72? Was he? Didn't look that way. Was he? Right. Look 37 to me. Mm-hmm. Follow the signs. Uh, the, yeah. the Washington Commanders. Yes, in that Kirby Smart will look fireable as a professional coach. So that's the main, <laughs> the main quantity all Washington coaches need. Is that they look very fireable, and he would look very fireable on those sidelines. He also has like the, the the silhouette. Mm-hmm. For Washington, Washington needs a needs a barrel at the helm. Yes. Yeah. The Carolina Panthers. This might actually be a great spot. <laughs> Here's the thing. Here's the thing. I think if I think if the Panthers announced they were talking to Kirby Smart, Panthers fans would be like, I thought Kirby was an intelligent dude. Why is he looking at our bullshit team? <laughs> I love, I, I, living in North Carolina, I love that the natural reaction for literally everyone now when you just say Carolina Panthers is just to laugh. <laughs> just start laughing. Your owner's throwing drinks on people? Like, yeah, ah! great. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dallas Cowboys. Yes, God, please, yeah. <laughs> please, in, in my veins, the Curb Boys. My so, McCarthy's so, like, so sleepy. Let's let's so, shake it up a little bit. But look, it's like a- Kirby took over a program that had historically underachieved, that like mm-hmm. couldn't quit get over the mark, that mm-hmm. kept getting to big games and looked fucking stupid in the process, and just whoops, here's a couple of national titles, no fucking problem. So, like, Cowboys fans are going to look at this and they're going to say, okay, so he enters every game with the most talented roster and then he actually wins? Oh, yeah, we like that. Mm -hmm, That sounds mm -hmm. like our entire plan if it actually worked. And also, again, there is familiarity with, like, yeah, we like hiring uh, college national champions. Uh, The Eagles are easy. It's like, yeah, we got, like, 15 of your players here. It's not like you already already know the roster. The Atlanta Falcons is the one I really want. <laughs> so, so I will give you first the majority of the fan base immediately riots because <laughs> Arthur Blank Atlanta has it's a liberal damn enclave. We've been Arthur Blank. Well, yeah, because it always is just <laughs> like Seattle. So the the fans are furious, most of them, because Arthur Blank has just robbed the more important local professional yes. football team. Yes, uh, right. I, as a person without those affiliations, would say. Hey, Whatever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> sure. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm trying. I don't. He wouldn't have to change his visor. Sure. Has to be a. Piece. He can probably fucking wear Georgia gear on the side. That's, I don't think anybody would be mad. Yeah. No, listen, that's what I'm saying. Do you remember when? Do you remember when Jimbo got to A and M and there was that period of several weeks where they could not get him to stop wearing Florida State gear mm-hmm. because it was just all he had in his closet. Mm-hmm. Yep. I get the feeling that that's going to be that that is one of Kirby's particular skill issues is is mm. dressing himself. Yeah. So we th- this would be this would maybe be a bigger a bigger boon for him than it would for than it would for some other candidates. Yeah, but you know what's going to happen in that first draft with Kirby? Trading a first and a second to the to the the Rams for 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 who for Stetson Bennett? Jesus Christ. <laughs> 
But to answer your original question, the reason why Kirby Smart's not getting these NFL interviews is I I bet he told his agent, yeah, Nick Saban just retired. I'm fucking staying. Are you crazy? Why would I go coach in the NFC South? That's a great point. Why would I do that? It's probably also like uh, Kirby's thinking that would be bad for recruiting. So yeah, I'm not going to interfere with an NFL job. Like He sees... Every fucking year for the past, what, three years, Harbaugh around fucking signing day is talking to NFL teams. Kirby doesn't want any of that. Uh, Also, no way Kirby Smart didn't hear from Nick constantly about how much he fucking hated those two years with the Dolphins. About how bullshit it was. About how he wanted, he didn't want Dante Culpepper, but the fucking ownership overruled him. Y'all. Mm-hmm. There's been a lot of speculation about Nick's future, but one of the things we have seen most speculated upon is Nick wanting to take an NFL ownership stake. Mm -hmm. Nick takes a stake in the Falcons, and they reunite. Mm -hmm. Reverse Bama mitosis. The father working in tandem with the son. To resurrect the spirit of Arthur of the, Blank. Of Arthur Blank. He may die at any moment. <laughs> the, problem, the problem is that fits better with the Just Bill like Belichick interview. We all, we, all may, we all may die at any moment. <laughs> but, we were talking about this. Okay, we were talking about this earlier. Can you, uh, I, being in the metro area, I suppose we have to address this Belichick situation. Can you even imagine Bill Belichick outside in this city? He's going to look like that senator in the X-Men who's made of water and just melts <laughs> and runs off the table. Just like a I'm big... trying to picture him outdoors here. They're never going to open that roof. I don't know. Dude, I mean, he's, he's cutting parts of his clothes off. To, to... <laughs> yeah. No, but he's going to He, he already likes to ventilate his linen. clothes. He's going to come down here and thinks that he'll be fine if he just puts his linen shirt on. He's and, gonna, oh, man. He's going to be wearing a garbage bag and booty shorts. Uh, <laughs> I hope he grows a rat tail. <laughs> I, I would buy season tickets if he grew a rat tail. Don't like, check, do something interesting with your hair challenge. That man's going to look like a grumpy stack of candle remnants. <laughs> like, it's not like he ever goes outside other than football stadiums. He'll be fine. Oh, he's gonna, I don't know, man. He's going to live long, in a cinder block. It's a long walk from the parking lot at Flowery Branch. He's No, he's going to live in a cinder block shack across the parking lot. Like, that's... No, <laughs> Bill Belichick's going to... No. If, if Bill Belichick gets the Falcon shove, he's going to live in Savannah and helicopter in. <laughs> so he can continue. Because <laughs> he's a fan of the no, coastal lifestyle. That's right. He's no, a he boater. No. He's a boater at heart. No, but Savannah, uh, uh, Savannah has too much riffraff. He's going to consider Oconee coastal. For the purposes of Georgia. He'll just hire Gronk as his body <laughs> man. He'll commute from Charleston. Gronk carrying sec- him on his back like Yoda. In his second <laughs> life as a gentleman of the Gold Coast. <laughs> He'll just have like white linen on. It'll look like shit 10 Savannah minutes after he puts Landover. it on. That is one thing the NFL really has over college football is that the Falcons have to go out and make the announcement. Like we talked to Bill Belichick about the head coaching mm-hmm. job. Like they, that's a thing they have to do. It's not just like, we got to put something out on social to keep the teens engaged. Like Shout out to our friends on the Falcons uh, staff who are just having an unbroken streak of normal are, ones at work. Whatever. They don't have to deal with Arthur Smith anymore. And that's like, uh, it's, 
a thing that gets looked over a lot is that sometimes it's just fucking fu- fun to hi- to fire a coach you don't want anymore. Like, even if you don't have a good future plan, even if you don't have a, a, a good succession lined up, sometimes it's fun just to pull the ripcord and just be like, no, nah, it's not you anymore. I like this concept. Can you can you list off a few of, of the most fun firings? Um, I think this was 100% what Florida was doing with Jim McElwain. Yeah, like, I don't think things were that far damaged, and the pro like I don't think the school the team was like that bad at that point. I think it was just you're a pain in the ass, and we don't we don't want to fucking work with you anymore. They didn't have to go. And all I the think way. it was just where fun. Was, where was this chronologically in relation to the shark fucking situation? Post, it, but not okay. too far. And also, he also they didn't have to go as far as to get like it was. It was, I think, actively malicious to be like, so and he's like, yeah, so I've gotten threats against my family. And they're like, can you substantiate those? We need to see those. Right. No, right. you can't. Huh? Like they didn't. If it had been a coach that's with a more bad school to try that at, nobody's more online. That's true. Nobody's more online. We have a very large law school full of people who are like, we would like to catch you in a technicality so as to undermine the validity of anything but we've guaranteed you in our contract. To go Florida, b- the Florida Gators are an emotional speed trap town. Correct. To go, back, to go back to the Ohio State thing, Holly, I think a lot of it is that they're just like, we just don't fucking like you. We just yeah. don't think you're fun or interesting or believable. Like, we, we think you're full of shit. And therefore, if and when they fire Ryan Day, it won't be because they're like, well, you know, we took a look at the state of the... Pr-. No, it'll be because it's like, no, we're tired of you. That's a, there's such a I want an industrial psych textbook to be written about the past like five years at Ohio State. Like I'm not this is not a diss. It is legitimately fascinating to me how uh, the, the just the whole the whole ball of emotions. We we it. have made it this far into the program and I'm sorry that we did. We have not discussed the other personnel news surrounding Ohio State, which is that <laughs> <laughs> which is the new athletic director who is potentially being uh, being vetted for this job. It's not official. I haven't even seen anything that it's close to official. A real black swan. But Ross Bjork is potentially going to be the fucking AD God. in Columbus. You see Ross Bjork and you're, you see Ross Bjork's body of work and you're like, yes, more of that. If there's one thing <laughs> that can stabilize the situation in Columbus and definitely won't make you land at some headlines that you don't want to explain at the dinner table, it's putting Ross Bjork in the building. Come on down, buddy. Oh, oh my God. I wonder if that if they were just like, that guy's capable of getting a, a coach who's hard to fire fired. So... <laughs> <laughs> So Ross Bjork is Ross Bjork is the bug guy, the axe yes. man. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. Um, I don't hate this. Yeah, this is. It, you should know that the Columbus Dispatch, when listing the things to know about Ross Bjork, one of the bold points Does listed. Have a zodiac sign in there. Oh Ross God, Bjork was the Mississippi song. athletic director during the Hugh Freeze era. <laughs> Love it. Oh. Love it. Right there, um, a person who has made some interesting hires. Um, a person who here's what I'm waiting for. I'm going to skip. Oh my God. He's a fucking Libra. Of course. I'm going to skip a Libra cusp. Wow. What does that mean? Listen, it just, it's typical. It's a whole separate podcast. Yeah. That's a, that's a different, that's a split zone podcast. Yeah. This is penciling this in coaches and whether they fit their astrological. This will make a great podcast on three weeks on Pablo finds out. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so we uh, the thing you need to know about Ross Bjork is this, that if they hire or fire somebody, 
he's going to come out and talk about how hard or important that decision was. Um, he may not have been there when it was made, but he's definitely going to have that press conference. Okay. If something good happens, he's going to talk about the deliberation and the process involved. Was he there? That's not relevant. He's definitely going to make that statement though. He's that coworker. Mm. I just, he knows all the guys who raised, raised the money to make the thing happen. That's mm-hmm. correct. Mm-hmm. That's correct. Was he, he, bring, the, he brings ice. Was he the the decision maker in there? I'm going to teach you an important administrative skill for those of you seeking to strive up the ladder. Part of a great team. Yeah, part of a great team. Yep. You know, like uh, when we were in that building yep. all together, <laughs> when we were all there. Like you're bringing in somebody who's four. These are four of his last five stops. Associate athletic director at Miami. Not during the fun years, by what the way. At the end of that. It's fine. Uh, Five years as a senior associate AD at UCLA. There's a little gig at Western Kentucky here, which I haven't dug into to figure out if that's... I don't think that's the Petrino years. I don't think that would line up. No, but it's, it's big red no matter what, though. And then there's Old Miss and Texas A&M. Sex shit. Like, these are, this is just... Oh, boy. Okay. Sure. Yeah. yeah. I've I, I, I thrown to split zone before on this episode, but I'm sure they will have lots to about he did not and by they i mean steven here's here's the most important thing to know about ross bjork his wikipedia page is two paragraphs long no sections Whoa. no no <laughs> chrono- nothing nothing it is oh, we'll fix that it is four sentences that's it ross bjork's Message control is fucking impeccable on Wikipedia. So that's where all of his effort is going. Okay. It links to it links to four uh, four external sites, none of which have anything to do with any of the shit that we've talked about at all. That's like that's legitimately impressive. This yeah. man is on top of his Wikipedia shit. See, go look. At, go look at the edit names and see what's in there. Okay. Yeah, here, I'm just going to slip in a fact. Ross Bjork was born on the moon. Let's see how long that sits up there. The moon's not real. Mm. Citation needed. Ross Bjork could fundraise for it, though, if you want to build one. Mm. Bjork, by the way, is not responsible for the Jimbo Fisher albatross of a contract. He did not do that. He is responsible for the extension of that one. He's responsible for making it worse. So he wasn't like, hey, here's the big boat that's going to bankrupt our family. (laughs) No, but he did say, say, let me leave the live well open. Yeah. Why don't we we put a new engine in it? Yeah. That's that's what he did. Um, This is also leading me to the third piece, I think, of important human resource department news, uh, which is floating in the air. We touched on it earlier, but I did want to go ahead and say, um, if, can we entertain an if? I want to entertain an if, okay? If Harbaugh takes the turn that we all must take in life and bears the cross of coaching the LA Chargers for uh, at least two years because everyone has to coach the Chargers for at least two years if you're a professional or one if you're an amateur. I did it back in 03. Uh, Ryan, your year was, I believe, 07. Mm-hmm. You, you coached in 07. I yeah, I took a little law school sabbatical to go coach. You have 12, 13. A very young Jason Kirk did it in 99, 2000. Um, the kid. The kid. Jason, the kid, Kurt. You weren't ready for that job, <laughs> but that wasn't your fault. I don't blame you. No, no, no. They Listen, the, that fan base still loves him. Yeah, I think they know what happened. 
it, it was tough having to drive straight over there after high school. Yeah. But uh, bring up, but the Ring of Honor is waiting for all of us, is what I'm saying. And it may be waiting for Jim Harbaugh if he takes that gig. If he goes, if he goes, and I'm not going to let you take anybody from the current staff because that would be sensible, boring, and not entertaining for our purposes. You have to pipe in somebody to take the reins on a Michigan football team after the departure of Jim Harbaugh. Plug away. PJ Fleck. <laughs> I'm not sure it wouldn't work. Neither am I. You want to talk about a seamless personality transition? I am worried about competitive cults because there's one cult and then there's another. At Michigan? Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. No, I mean, that's I'm, I'm saying they have a pre-existing cult. PJ would have to weld his into the pre-existing cult of Michigan manhood. That's that's mm. that might be an issue. I think you could do it. Hmm. I don't know if he's that deft, but we can see. There was nothing. There was no this such is, thing. This, there was no g- inherent gopher culture to deal with at Minnesota. It wasn't like, oh, we're sure he's not one of our fellas. You know, I don't know what accent that was. There you was. don't have any. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's on Fargo in the offseason, buddy. Yeah. I will take Lance Leopold. I know Lance Ooh. Leopold didn't take the Washington job. Ooh. I think he definitely would take the Michigan job. Ooh. He's it would be obviously take somebody who's already done one of those little videos. Sure, and like has uh, has done a uh, ha, did a lot of work at Wisconsin Whitewater, so like is familiar with the area writ large. Like, From there to Buffalo, he's already the, uh, the yeah. one of the most Great Lakes coaches. That's right. So so like, so that's of, in terms of a risk board. This is a this is a solid move. Yeah. You know, you said that, and I got mad. So it must be a good hire. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like ah. That took a good one. <laughs> It'll also be very funny when Lance Leopold is just coaching fucking circles around James Franklin. <laughs> <laughs> mm. Oh, James Franklin. Why didn't, why didn't we? What's a list of candidates for a coaching job? Man, without poor James, James Franklin. Poor James Franklin. This whole fucking like major coaching cycle didn't even get like a token extension out of any of this. Like I'm worried about his long-term <laughs> stability in Ben State. Be. When, when all of talking about a potted plant, <laughs> when the Washington and the oh, Alabama and the A&M job can all come open and nothing, nothing for James Franklin. Yeah, you come might on. Move him under Just a wait for a few weeks. Just until he's got playoff appearances on the resume. That's right. That's yeah. right. Oh, That's God. Right. Oh, the other fun thing about the playoff that we haven't gotten to, because of the way it's structured with the, the first four teams getting a bye and the other the, the other eight teams playing on campus, somebody's going to lose a playoff game at home. And that's really going to piss people off in a way. Like, people are used to losing a conference title or a bowl game, but because it's not at home, it does, like, it it can kind of, like, reduce the sting a little bit. The first time that some, like, the seven seed or some shit blows, quote unquote, home field advantage. The literal win or go home game. It's going to be just absolute misery. Yeah. Yeah. So so we're looking for like a like a like a, a five or a six seed to lose a playoff game. Notre Dame, you have so much experience <laughs> losing playoff games already. This is you. Notre Dame has also been fairly quiet so far in this in these few days of off season. What are you yeah. plotting up there? 
currently the top ranked recruiting class for 2025. Oh, that's by what the way. you've been doing. Okay, never yeah. mind. Okay, that seems like a good idea. Notre Dame standing on business. All right. Yeah. Huh. Just a thought. Who, who are you giving the Michigan job to, Spencer? <sighs> Boy, um, if <laughs> I. <Randy>. Yep. <laughs> That's it. That's it. We're going. Hey, he's presided over multiple Michigan victories of, of some import. <laughs> can I can I give you a confusing name that would be very interesting to watch play out? Please yes, do. while I think of my answer. Yes. Jamie Chadwell. Ooh. Ugh. No, he won't he won't make it past. Yeah, it feels like Rich Rod part it, two. Cult, no, but culturally he won't he won't get in yeah. there. They won't they're okay. too they're too of uh, hmm. They're too prissy. I think okay. you can give him an interview, regardless of whether or not that's right. Okay. Like if he if he didn't get uh, Split Zone has done plenty on this. If 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 Chadwell did not get interviews at big Southern programs, mm-hmm. if if he was too redneck for for big Southern schools, I don't know how he'd go over there. All right, let me amend it. I'm not saying that's correct. Mike Gundy. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> God, what uh, would he, well, there's another question I have of what would he look like outdoors there? He'd look like literal Wolverine. Oh. Jason, who would you up. give this job to? Uh, I mean, Sharon Moore has already won to know against Ohio State. So Right. Well, yeah, but I'm, I'm for the purposes of my experiment, I'm going to go ahead and take away Jesse Minter and taking away uh, Sharon Moore. And Jay Harbaugh. Jay Harbaugh can't have it either. And and Jay Harbaugh. Sorry. Yeah. Mm -hmm. The funniest, the funniest answer is John Harbaugh. If you just went and were like, (laughs) hey, if John Harbaugh was like, fuck you, brother, you can't have shit over me, he wins a Super Bowl and he's like, I'm gonna go win one of yours. I'm gonna do better than that. No, 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 no. Per per Canada, the show, he has to do it cheerfully. Yeah. Yeah, I thought I'd take a I thought I'd take a couple gap years. I just won two of these. That's not hard. Took you nine years. I couldn't have done it without the foundation you laid, little guy. So if uh, so, if Leopold is off the board, um, and then let's let's run through the meme answers of Belichick, Saban, or Carroll at Michigan. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, Carroll at I, I Michigan, think, I would. Oh man. <laughs> Chris Kleeman and Kleiman, I can never remember. Uh, mm-hmm. Would be very high on the list as well. To me, anyone who wins more than they're supposed to is where my eye is drawn toward. It's a good answer. Mm-hmm. Also, uh, also. Good traditionalist masculine football. <laughs> like, like, yeah, they, you know, what are you gonna? Love what are you gonna do? They do. Yeah, it'll be like, what's your base? Pl- you know, what's your favorite play coach? And he's like, third and one, we're we'll running duo. You know, <laughs> oh, oh, oh. <laughs> yeah. I mean, now is not the time for you to go in as as Michigan's new coach. And I mean, we we saw how it went with Rich Rod. Now is yeah. definitely not the time to do that shit because they've had all of their beliefs validated. You better double down on all of it. You know, Rich Rod's had a had a hell of a year down at Jack State. Maybe looking to step up. It's time. Maybe t- something to consider. Mm. Yeah. Someone just, pointed out he's saying. now the currently the longest tenured FBS head coach in Alabama. In the state oh of Alabama, God. that's correct. The dean. <laughs> and I think Trent Dilfer might be second. Oh, <laughs> just like we drew it up. Yeah. Can I give you? Can I, don't I hear Trent Dilfer's name uh, in any of these? Can I give you the dude they should go like if they should go get? If I was just like, 
I'm not even thinking necessarily about fit. Like, do you just want to go about it for eight minutes while we vamp? Do you want to just go beat some ass? Go get Mike Norvell. Uh, okay. I mean, no, like culturally, Eh. like culturally, no. Yeah. Um, do you want a dude who's going to beat some ass? Uh, Mike Norvell is he, I, I will say he has one thing in common with his predecessor, which is a kind of manic, sometimes vacant look behind the eyes, indicative of somebody who just teleported into his own body and is like, let's win. That's it. Like, you know, Jim Harbaugh, sometimes oh, you'd be like, <laughs> yeah, you'd be like, it's 317 PM. He's like, that's great. It's a good time to win. Like, like that's Mike Norvell kind of has that too. Okay. I have an idea. I have an idea. Yeah. Yes. I have an idea. And the idea is Kyle Whittingham. Ooh. Oh, shit. Huh? Oh, I hate this for everyone else. This is a good idea. Yeah. Oh, no, I, I understand what you mean now, Spencer. I got like really angry when he said that. Yeah, you get so he comes oh. in here like ah. I got like mad on behalf of everyone who would have to play that team. I, I will tell you though. Holy shit! That's if a Kyle Whittingham is their coach, even if they lose four games, Michigan fans will be like, "Yeah, but we lost those four the fucking right way." <laughs> <laughs> right? Be like, what? What was the game plan in those games? Headbutt. Just beat the shit out of them. Just biking on campus with sh- in shorts all year. I tell you though, that is a package deal. He might start an actual cult. If you hire Kyle Whittingham, this if, is a compliment. If you hire Kyle Whittingham, it's kind of like hiring Adam Sandler to make a movie. You're hiring thirty other people at once. Okay? You mean Andy Ludwig? <laughs> you get all of them. <laughs> Nobody leaves that staff. Mm-mm. Nobody. Go look at that right. staff, and they're like their resumes are like first job Utah, ten years assistant. 10 years coordinator the only guy who is an import there is andy ludwig and even he's been there for like longer than he's been anywhere else nobody leaves utah so if you hire kyle whittingham that's cool you're gonna have to write 30 other checks and they're all gonna be this dude right because that's a team you don't hire just one guy well do you want to win or don't you i listen i want to headbutt people i'm gonna hire kyle whittingham (laughs) 